Four, six, eight. Hallelujah. All right. How y'all doing tonight? Y'all sure looking good, I tell you that. Got your Bible. Turn with us. Exodus chapter number 19. There's three places I want you to look with us at. This will be the only time, the Lord's willing, we're going to try that ministry on eagles uh, starting tonight. So uh, we'll read Exodus 19, Deuteronomy 32, and Job 39. Exodus 19, Deuteronomy 32, and Job 39. You have a hard time finding Job, sometimes you do. Uh, it's just before you get to Psalms over there. <clears throat> Boy, ain't God good to us. I'm glad to hear about those miracles. Amen. I, he's a miracle God. I, you know, it's just like God to want to show himself. And, uh, and many things that we do in our lives, God wants to show himself in it. And uh, I'm so glad that he does. And uh, situations like miracles like that, and of course I'm sure all of us can share miracles where God has worked in our lives and all, and, and uh, thank God he's a, he's a miracle God at things that he does in our lives. <clears throat> all right, one more time, Exodus 19, verse 3 and verse 4, Deuteronomy 32 and verse 11. And then Job 39, we'll turn over there. Got your place? Say amen. amen. You ain't got it? You probably ain't going to get it. All right. They'll probably put it up on a screen up there. Uh, but notice, first of all, in Exodus chapter number 19 and uh, verse number 3 and verse number 4. And Moses went up unto God. And the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus say, uh, thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, uh, and tell the children of Israel, uh, ye, shall, ye have seen what I have done unto the Egyptians, and how I bear ye on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. Now therefore, if Ye will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant. Then shall ye be a particular treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Verse number four, we'll be using that in just a little bit. Also now, if you'll turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse number 11. And an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them on her wings. Now over in Job, look with us in chapter number 39 and in verse number 27. Doeth the eagle mount up at thy command and maketh her nest on high? She dwelleth and abideth on the rock, upon the crag uh, of the rock, in the strong place. For thence she seeketh the prey, and her eyes behold afar off, 
Her young ones also suck up blood, where, uh, and where the slain are, there is she. Let us pray. Father, we thank you now for this opportunity. Thank you for a time that we can come and fellowship with one another about the things that you've done for us in the week. And Lord, as we proclaim your word tonight, I pray that you'd help us, God, that you'd use us. Help us that we could be your mouthpiece, Lord, and we'd say what you'd have us to say. I pray now that you'd bless uh, the people that's come. Once again, I realize they could have stayed home, but Lord, they rather chose to come to the house of God. May they be able to leave tonight and truly say in their hearts, it's been good to be in the house of the Lord. Forgive us where we failed you. Save the lost. Bring us closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I want us to look at this tonight as we look and uh, start off our series on the eagles. Uh, the first uh, uh, will be the mothering of the eagles, the mothering of the eagles. Now this first, uh, as we go in tonight, it's sort of going to be like a porch, you know. You got to go through the porch before you get into the house, and, and that's what this message tonight is, is sort of uh, building it up, getting it ready for the other messages there. Uh, we think about as eagles are born to fly, I'm glad to know that we're uh, going to be flying one day. Amen. God has put, a, uh, put us uh, where that we can fly above the storms of this life. And every one of us has them. Amen. We, we all got storms that comes our way. And, and God fixed it where we can get over and above uh, uh, these storms. Sometimes they last a little longer uh, than other storms, but God has fixed it and God has helped us uh, to where we can get over these storms. Uh, now, notice, first of all, I'll give you three thoughts on this tonight, on the eagle. Notice, first of all, the miracle of design. The miracle of design of this eagle. Now, the wings of a bird. We'll look at this here, first of all, the wings of a bird, and see the miracle of this design. Uh, the breast muscles, as we see the, the, the bird, uh, eagle, or any other bird, really, uh, we see that 30% of that body of that bird uh, is the breast. It makes up 30% of that, uh, of that bird. Now, a hummingbird, now watch this now. A hummingbird's wings goes 1,200 times in a half a minute. 1,200 times in a half a minute. If you've ever seen a hummingbird, you could understand that because a hummingbird, you can't see the wings when they go, when they flap. Like uh, the bigger bird, you see this uh, blue heron, which is a... Uh, Florida bird. I don't know if they have them up here or not. Do they have them here? Uh, well, it's one of the bigger birds, and they only flap their wings uh, like uh, 20 times uh, in a half a minute, where the hummingbird goes 1,200 times in a half a minute. Now, a bird, I said a while ago, is born to fly, and uh, God places the necessary equipment in us uh, that we can fly. Uh, may I say tonight that equipment that God places in us is called the Holy Spirit of God. 
Ain't you glad tonight that when God saved us, uh, he put the Holy Spirit of God dwelling in us, uh, and that's how that we can get over the storms in life uh, that we face. Uh, not just storms of life, but our everyday living. Uh, 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 sometimes I look and I wonder how in the world I got by uh, before I got saved without the Holy Spirit of God. You see, the Holy Spirit of God nudges you. He lets you know uh, when you've went too far. Uh, he lets you know uh, when you've said the wrong thing or you go to the wrong place or you're looking at the wrong magazine. Somebody say amen right there. And, uh, and, and so on there. Well, the wings of a bird. Notice the bird has, has the highest uh, uh, temperature of any other animal. Uh, as I looked this up, I was sort of surprised and shocked a little bit to see this, uh, but a bird's temperature is seven to eight times higher than any other animal. That's how they get their nutrition uh, uh, is through this. Now, that body weight uh, of that, uh, uh, um, the, uh, not the body weight, but the, the uh, high blood temperature we find here, uh, is what feeds uh, that bird, that nutrition that they have. And they've got to eat seven to eight times a day. That sort of reminds me of me, amen? And, uh, uh, but a bird, in order to uh, survive, he has to eat seven to eight times a day because of the uh, temperature of their body. It burns up uh, uh, the, the, the things inside their body, so they've got to eat uh, to replenish that. A bird not only has the highest uh, uh, body temperature, but they've got the highest blood pressure. Now, uh, the blood is pumped five times. Are you listening to me? Five times faster uh, than a human. Uh, I think about that, and as I look at that, I think about uh, the man, how that uh, when man, uh, you know, when we run and stuff, that blood gets to pumping up, but this bird, their, their temperature and their blood pressure is five times higher than what a man is. Now, as I look at that and I think about that, uh, the nutrition that he gets uh, is through that high blood pressure. Thank God, uh, as I look at this and I think of that, how that God pumps the bread of life uh, within us. Uh, as I think of that bread of life uh, that's pumped in us, uh, uh, listen, uh, the everyday needs that we have as a, as a Christian, uh, God pumps that in us. Just as that bird, uh, that high blood pressure pumps in there, I'm glad to know that, that God pumps that bread of life uh, uh, within us. Ain't it a mystery? Uh, ain't it, a, listen, a, a miracle uh, that God saved us? In our situations, now I know there's a lot of good folk. They don't smoke, chew, or dip. Uh, uh, but there's a lot of bad folk, too. Uh, ain't it a miracle how God saves them? I mean, sees them... Uh, uh, I think about my mind sort of comes to that uh, uh, years ago when uh, after me and my wife had gotten married. Of course, you know, we'd been married for a while, but uh, this, this Manson guy, you know, you know who I'm talking about, Manson, that 
has that cross or whatever devil thing in his forehead there. And I got to thinking, how in the world can God save somebody like that? I mean, send these people out to kill other people and, and, and to take babies from a, from a, a mother, uh, uh, cut them open and all. How do they do that? I, and God, and God, listen, is a God that'll save him. A miracle in itself just for our salvation. Uh, now, now, notice the bird's eye. Uh, this is going to really blow your mind, a bird's eye. And I'll get in these here. I'll get in these feathers and stuff in just a minute with, with that wing there, but I just wanted to hit a couple things before I did. A bird's eye. A man, uh, we got anybody in here works at an eye doctor? Well, I ain't none, so I'm going to give it to you. A human eye has got 200, uh, over 200 uh, uh, I think it's, let me make sure here, yeah, 200,000 visual cells in one eye. 200,000 visual cells in an eye. I think I've lost probably three quarters of mine because i got to have glasses, amen? But, uh, but watch this, though. Now, that's a, that's a lot of cells. But the bird with his eye, the eagle here, the eagle has, uh, let's see, uh, he has uh, one and a half million cells in his eye. Are you listening to me? We've got 200,000, but the eagle's eye has got one and a half million visual cells in his eye. He can be, he can be five miles high, and they've been known to get five to six miles. He can be five miles high, and, uh, and that's a long ways, friend. And he can see a rat, a mice, on a field. That's why he can see that. He's got one and a half million visual cells in that eye. See a rat. I'm talking about, well, he's that long, but his tail is that long. Amen. But uh, to see a rat five miles high, well, that's the eagle. He can do that with the eyes that God has given him. All right, let's look at some feathers here for just a minute. I thought this was very interesting here. Uh, the feathers of a bird. Now, uh, one feather contains one million parts. I, I was going to go get me a feather tonight, and I forgot it, you know, uh, and sort of, you know, rub that feather a little bit and let you see that. What you see, you can remember more than what you can hear. But uh, one feather uh, has one million parts to it. Now, watch this here. The feathers on the wings of an of a, of a eagle, when he, whenever he uh, flies, when that, uh, when that wing goes up, the feathers come apart. When that wing comes down, then feathers go back together. That's about like swimming, how you'll cup your hands whenever you're swimming, and you'll do it like that, and you'll open them up and cup them and come back in. Well, that's the way an eagle does when he flies. This, with his feathers that he has, uh, whenever he throws them wings up, uh, wings open up, when he comes down, uh, the wings close up. May I say that 
that through these series here that I found out that that's where that those that invented the airplane got the idea of how to take off and how to land was because of the eagles there and the way they do it there. So uh, we, we see how that they fly. Uh, and I'm glad to say that man is that way. You see, uh, in, a, in a sense, uh, is that way. Let's the storms of life uh, flow through, and then we'll be able to uh, commune with God when it comes down. I'm glad to know that we don't have to suffer. Uh, uh, listen, uh, like we sometimes suffer, all of us are going to suffer. I'm not saying we're not going to suffer, but I'm saying sometimes we suffer when we don't have to suffer because God has fixed us where we can depend on Him and look to Him and help with some of the things that uh, we have to go through. Our brother, as they come up with this testimony tonight, some of these situations, there's no way we could deal with them without the love of God and without the help of God. And God gives us that. It's just like the wings going up, opens up. Uh, listen, and that's what God does to us. He lets the storms of life uh, uh, flow through. And then when it comes back down, we're able to commune with God and fellowship with God uh, uh, once again. Uh, now, watch this here. I thought this was pretty interesting too. The mallard duck has 11,900 feathers. Any duck hunters in here? Now you know why it's tough to clean them babies, ain't it? 11,900 feathers on him. Now, now I'm going to sort of give you a few things about these here feathers here. I said it's sort of like a porch getting into it here. The front feathers move with the air pressure, and that's what controls uh, the bird. The front feathers on the bird moves with air pressure. As he gets up, the pressure gets greater. These feathers open and close and work uh, with the birds there. Now, now, as we look at that, uh, I think about how that God gives us the Holy Spirit uh, to control us. I tell you, without that Holy Spirit, man, we'd be in trouble. You say amen right there? Without the Holy Spirit, we would be in, in deep trouble. Thank God we have him to help us and control us. That's why that uh, when we look at the wrong thing or we do the wrong thing or go to the wrong place, we know it. Uh, if, you've, if you've been saved at any length of time, you've had, you've had the Holy Spirit knock on your heart's door and say, Hey, buddy, that ain't where you need to be. That ain't what you need to be watching, whether it be on television or whether it be in a book or, or whatever that it is. Uh, uh, you ought not to be doing that. That's the Holy Spirit of God that's controlling us and working with us uh, uh, that way. Now, the base feathers, we see the front feathers. At, uh, the front feathers moves with the, with the air pressure. Now, the base feathers are like the wings of an airplane. Therefore, stabilization. We find that Paul said that he wanted us to grow up and to be stable Christians, didn't he? Uh, Paul said that he don't want us to be babies continually. I've got a, I've got a great grandbaby, and, and my wife keeps her while my granddaughter works. And I tell you, there ain't nothing like her. There ain't nothing like her. Man, I love that youngin'. And uh, 
And uh, I, 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 I think of that grandbaby, listen, I, things that I want to do with her that I can't because she ain't old enough yet, and then things that I want to do, man, I want to carry her fishing. They ain't got no grandsons yet. I may have one on the way, but I ain't got none yet. But this one that I have, man, I tell you what, uh, uh, she's not grown, so there's things that she can't do. Now, 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 whenever, whenever she's just now starting to talk a little bit, and you're trying to make out what she's trying to say, uh, but it's because she's a baby. That's what we expect, amen? She can't talk. She can't do things that we do. Uh, she's just now starting to eat, you know, some solid things. And, and, uh, and uh, in fact, I was, eating, I was eating some rice and made a gravy. Anybody eat rice and made a gravy in here? Oh, hallelujah. I'm, man, if you ain't had rice and made a gravy and pork chops, man, you ain't southern, amen? You talk about good. Ladies, you fix your husband some rice and made a gravy, make him a cat head biscuit, and, and, and put some of them center cut pork chops on there. There ain't nothing like it. That baby, I, listen, I was eating some of, that, some of that rice and made a gravy for lunch today, and, uh, and she was sitting there beside me. I said, Pumpkin, you want some of this rice and made a gravy? And I got a little bit on the spoon there. Man, she tore it up. I know some folk, oh, man, I ain't no way I'd eat that. Man, that's that, that great-grandbaby of mine. She tore it up, I'm talking about. Rice and mud gravy. Yes, sir. And, and you know, but there's some things she can't do because, because she's a baby. And, you know, if she started growing up and she didn't start maturing and didn't start doing things that we would expect her to do, then we would worry. Amen? Uh, there's things that that babies do, that when they grow up, that we don't expect them to do no more. Uh, as, as a parent, we try, to, we try to learn them, you know, yeah, that's a no, that's a yes. Amen? And uh, sometimes you got to slap a hand or, or whatever, you know, and then when they get a little bigger, you slap somewhere else. Amen? And uh, when that don't work, you get that belt and work on it a little while. And uh, I tell you, now listen to me. Unless you like pain, you ain't gonna do it too many times. Uh, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard women. They'd come to me when I was pastor, and they'd say, "Man, I don't know what I'm gonna do with little Johnny. He ain't but three years old." I said, "Bless God, what you gonna do when he's a teenager? Huh? You put that stick on him right? He ain't gonna want to do it too many times. That's your preacher, Amen. He'll tell you. I, uh, I mean, <laughs> Hallelujah." It, uh, I mean, Bible said, spare the rod, you're going to spoil the child. And that's exactly what happens. I mean, uh, but that baby, you know, there's things she can do, there's things she can't do. But as she grows up, listen, we expect her to mature and mature and mature. Now, Paul said that's what he expects of a Christian. You don't need to be a baby all your life. You need to mature, grow in. Listen, grow up and, and, and start being a Christian and doing the Christian things. I, I, I know, and, and when somebody's young and just saved, you know, we don't expect them to be an adult Christian. We don't expect them to act like somebody's been saved for 10 years. But as they grow in the Lord and they work in the Lord and they read their Bible, they're faithful to church, then we expect them to come and mature and get better and closer uh, to the Lord. 
And, uh, and, and so, and that's what Paul was saying there, and that's what the Holy Spirit will work in their life and help them uh, with that situation. The base feathers, it's to stabilize that bird. Holy Spirit stabilizes you and I. Now, the secondary feathers, they're flaps. <clears throat> it's like uh, the flaps on an airplane. Uh, it's to take off, it's to land, and it's to change directions. That's how a bird, uh, those, uh, those base feathers, those back feathers, uh, listen, they use them to turn. They use them, uh, listen, to, uh, to do many things as they go there. And so the feathers on a bird are very, very important. 11,900 feathers in all of them has got a purpose and a reason uh, that way. Now, the bird brain. Let's look at that brain for just a minute. The bird brain. I've been called that too. The bird, <clears throat> this brain here of the bird, the brain reports precise body position. Uh, it records it through the canal of the inner ear and then back to the brain. Uh, minute by minute, hour by hour of what that bird's doing. The bird brain is just a little bitty thing. It's not very big, but that brain, listen, it, it, it'll flow uh, through uh, the uh, canal, uh, through the ear canal, then it goes back to the brain, and it tells that bird uh, what that bird's doing minute by minute, hour by hour. And uh, I'm glad to know, and I can report to you, that God's also writing a book on the brain. Uh, you say, preacher, what in the world are you talking about? Well, uh, God, God is taking down minute by minute, hour by hour of everything we're doing. Are you listening to me? God's recording everything that we're doing. Uh, listen, you go the wrong place, he's recording it. You do the wrong thing, he's recording it. God's got a book and he records everything minute by minute hour by hour of what we're doing, uh, just like that bird brain, listen, records what that bird does minute by minute and hour uh, by hour. And so uh, we need to really realize and, and, and comprehend this that God's recording us, uh, things that we do and where we go. It's amazing, it's amazing. Sometimes we forget to think that we're going to stand before God one day and uh, we're going to stand accountable for what we've done and what we ain't done. And so it's very important that we realize that, that one day we're going to stand before a holy and a just God and, and uh, have to stand accountable for what, uh, what we've done uh, for his name's sake there. Now, a bird is born to fly. I mean, that's just a night. You ever seen a little bird when he falls out of the nest? He'll jump and try to fly, and he'll jump. And uh, when he falls out, he, he ain't got long before he better start flying. There'll be a tomcat somewhere watching him, amen? And so he's got to, he's got to hurry up and get going and, and flying. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's in a bird. A bird is born uh, to fly. Now let me give you some proofs of this. Birds fly as high as 29,000 feet. Uh, they have recorded, and I said a little bit earlier, uh, eagle uh, at five to six miles high. 
I was speaking to a gentleman before, uh, before the service tonight. We was talking about this. And, uh, and uh, I, we was talking about, you know, how high they go and things that they do. And uh, it's amazing to me when you think about uh, uh, this eagle that he can get that high, fly that high. Listen, where, that, uh, where there's hardly no air, you can't hardly breathe. Uh, but that eagle, he can just soar in there. Boy, God fixed that eagle. I think sometimes that eagle is, 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 a, is a special, special bird to God. Do you know that eagle? Have you ever thought about how many times the eagle is in the Bible? Many, many times. I, I just hit three of them tonight, but many times you'll find uh, the eagle in there. Birds fly as high as 29,000 feet. The fastest flyer is a duck hawk and an eagle. The one that flies the fastest is a duck hawk and an eagle. They'll, uh, they'll dive at a rate, are you ready for this, 180 miles an hour. Whenever they're up there five miles high, when they make their dive, they'll, they'll get up uh, to speeds of 180 miles an hour. That's about like my truck would run, amen? <laughs> my green one at that. The one my son had, burn up. <laughs> the intelligent flyer. Now this blowed my mind, and I'm sure it's going to blow your mind tonight. The most intelligent uh, bird is the crow. The crow. Of all birds, the crow. The most intelligent bird. The fastest swimmer is the loon bird. He's been seen at 160 feet deep. They say that the loon bird can swim faster than most fish can swim. 160 feet deep. The smallest flyer is, of course, the hummingbird. Uh, One-tenth of an ounce. Hummingbird weighs one-tenth of an ounce. The farthest flying bird is, uh, and traveling flyer is the Arctic tern. They fly up to 11,000 uh, uh, miles from start to finish. I'm going to tell you something. That bird's getting it on. Amen? 11, they'll fly up to 11,000 miles from start to finish. Antarctic uh, down to the south. And, and it's amazing when you think of these birds. Now, let's look at a different thing. We see sort of the miracle of a bird, the wings and, and the feathers and how that it works and their brain and, and all that, the miracle of design of a bird. Now, let's notice the miracle of creation, the miracle of creation on this bird. Uh, just a couple thoughts on that. Genesis 1.1 the Bible said, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. I wonder how many people misquoted that scripture and said, uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But it don't say that. It says the heaven, singular, and earth, singular. I know for a long time that I misquoted that. And it dawned on me one day when I was reading that, man, that's not a, a, a plural thing. It's a singular thing. But uh, the Bible said, in the beginning, God created 
uh, the heaven and the earth. God's the one that put that bird together. Now watch this in Psalms 33, 6. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the host of them. How many? All of them. It said, by the breath of his mouth, uh, he gathereth the waters of the sea together as a heap. He layeth up the depth in uh, storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Uh, may I say tonight, uh, he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. God in the beginning, uh, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, when he made man, he said, let us. Of course, that us is uh, God, uh, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Make man in our own image. Uh, have you noticed that that's the only thing that God didn't speak into existence? God spoke everything else. He spoke the world. He separated the waters. Uh, listen, he put land in between the waters. He made the firmament uh, up above us. Uh, he put the ground there. He put all the trees there. And he spoke all this. He said, let it be. And it was. Uh, and uh, all the animals, uh, he spoke them. But did you know that uh, he didn't speak it with man? He made man with his hands. The Bible said he took the dust of the ground and form man in his own image and breathe the breath of life into his nostrils. Uh, I think about that. Listen, uh, uh, and, and I would rather believe that than believe some jack leg trying to say that we come from a monkey. <laughs> I don't know how stupid somebody can be. Uh, now, you know, them monkeys, and I know they, they swing, you know, uh, by the tail. Now, I ain't never known of a carter swinging by the tail. He's probably a few of them swung by the neck, but never the tail, amen? Uh, uh, I, and I'd rather believe that God created us and not, uh, not some fossil somewhere or some monkey uh, turning into a man. I've seen a bunch of them look like a monkey, but you can believe they didn't come from a monkey, amen? We better get off that subject, amen? But, uh, you know, the miracle of creation, that, it all come from God. God created it. Now, now let's, let's look at this for just a minute here. Uh, on the third part here, we see the, the miracle of design, the miracle of creation, now the mothering of God. The mothering of God and the mothering of the eagle there. Uh, and Deuteronomy chapter number 32, as we read a little bit earlier there, you'll find that God uh, is a mother or is as a mother. You'll find he's talking about Israel there and how the Israel always going away from God. God will bring them back. God will do a miracle with them and they'll come back to him. And a little while they'll drift back, always uh, getting out of the will of God. And, and God was uh, working with them as a mother works with a child. It's like, it's like little kids. Sometimes it takes two or three whippings for them to realize, hey, I better not do this no more, amen? And, and, and God is like that. God will work with us and he'll work with us. Ain't you glad he will work with us? That Thank God that uh, when we get out of line, that uh, 
and, and I, I don't know about you, I don't like whippings. I didn't like them when I was growing up, and I guess I got it from my mom and dad. Uh, but my daddy, listen, I, when my mom would look at me and say, now you want it now or you want it when your daddy comes home? I said, put it on me now, mama. Don't wait till daddy gets home. Man, he made you look like the, like the flag. You know how a flag's up on that pole and a hard wind, that old flag's waving? He'd grab that hand. When he got through with you, you was out like a flag out there. I said, man, I don't want no part of daddy's whipping. Amen. I mean, he made you believe that you've done the wrong thing and you don't want to do it no more. And, uh, boy, I'm on them whippings tonight, ain't I? But, uh, but anyhow, God's like a mother to Israel. And then he said over there in, in uh, Luke chapter 13 that Christ is also like that. He said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killest the prophets and stonest them uh, that are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together as a hen doeth uh, gather her brood uh, under her wings, and ye would not. In other words, Jesus is saying here, I'll be a mother to you. I'm going to take care of you. I'll be as a mother hen that calls the little biddies. And if you a country any bit at all and seen a mother hen, whenever danger comes, a hawk flies by or somebody comes up, she'll go to that special cluck that she makes and then biddies will come a-running and she'll throw them feathers up and she'll have 15 biddies up under where they get, I don't know, but she'll have every one of them biddies uh, up under her. And that's the way the Lord said that he would be uh, with you and I. And, of course, it was meant for Israel back then, uh, how, that, how that he uh, protects them and takes care of them uh, in that order. Now, now, I want you to notice just a couple things here, and I'm going to bring it to a close here. Uh, the mating of the parents of the eagle, the mating of the parents. It happens in the springtime. I tell you, springtime's a wonderful, wonderful time of the year uh, in Florida. <laughs> them tornadoes, I can't handle them tornadoes up here, amen? But fall and, and uh, springtime is when all them tornadoes usually come around. And, but, uh, but spring's a great time of the year. It's great for fishing, it's, uh, it's, when, it's whenever uh, most of your animals, uh, the mating time when they lay and, and, and all that goes on there is during the springtime of the year. Uh, some of the nests, now, now this is what I was going to say a while ago, man, this gentleman was talking uh, before the service there, uh, some of these nests of the bald eagle out west, they have found them uh, 20 foot deep and 10 foot wide. Are you listening? 20 foot deep and 10 foot wide. They've found them at that size. Now, all of them are not like that, but they have found some nest of an eagle uh, that's that deep and that wide. And uh, uh, I look at this mother. She never eats. Listen, from the time that she begins setting on those eggs, she don't eat a bite. She don't, uh, she don't leave the nest. She don't get up. She stays with her babies right there. Ain't you glad that God don't go to sleep? Ain't you glad God stays with us? At midnight, brother, at midnight, you can call on him, and he's there. 
uh, during the during the during the rush hour when everybody zoom 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 zoom, you can call on him and he's there. He never sleeps. He never he never leaves us. He's always there. That's what the mother the mother eagle does with uh, with these eggs. She when she lays them and she begins setting. And normally there's only two, maybe three uh, that, that's there. And, uh, and she sits on them and she never leaves them. Never. She don't eat anything. She never leaves them. Uh, one day before the eggs hatch. Now watch this now. One day before these little eaglets, eaglets come in, uh, she'll lose all of her uh, feathers on her breast. Uh, we find here that uh, when she loses those feathers, did you know the temperature that it takes uh, to hatch an uh, a eaglet is 103 degrees. You know what degree that breast of that, of that mother eagle is when she sheds those feathers? 103 degrees. One day before they hatch, she'll, listen, she'll lose all the feathers and just her breast is laying on those eggs at 103 degrees. And then we find here, uh, as, as we think about that, the baby eaglet feels the heartbeat of, of, that, uh, of that mother and perhaps maybe wants to uh, not talk, but, you know, relate to that mother eaglet. It's about like mothers here today. You know, whenever that baby gets up to six, uh, six months old or so, right in that area, they'll begin to kick and begin to roll around. I was looking on Facebook the other day. I don't know if y'all seen it or not, but they were showing this, this mother uh, and, and on her stomach where, I mean, it was it looked like they were, had twins in there boxing one another, you know. And, uh, and, 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 and that mother, you know, there's things that she learns that she can do that satisfies that baby. Some of them takes and, and plays music and, and lays music uh, on them, and it, and, it, and it sort of soothes uh, that baby. Uh, it's as if that baby's just uh, wanting to get closer uh, to that heart of that mother, and it sort of makes you want to think that's what them little eaglets is doing uh, to that mother there. We see the birth. Now watch this, and, and we're going to bring it down. We'll land this airplane. Uh, we see the birth, and boy, this excites me. She stands up with her wings spread and gets all the glory. When those little eaglets burst through those eggshells and the last one burst through and they begin to walk around on that, uh, listen, that mother will back up. Now, remember... Uh, they're, they got a heavy-duty nest there, some of them 20 foot deep, 10 foot wide, and I can see that mother eaglet as, as, uh, as she looks down at her, at her little babies and throws those wings up like saying, this is mine, this is mine. And you know what? When you got saved, I sort of expect God probably done the same thing to you and I. I do know that the Bible said that the angels in heaven, uh, listen, shout the glory uh, when just one person gets saved. That's why whenever 
somebody gets saved here at the church, man, we ought to, we ought to have a fit. I mean, the Bible says that all of heaven shouts when somebody gets saved, when somebody gets in and, and, uh, and, and the devil's a loser and, and God begins to be the winner. Listen, and, and that eagle, eagle with them little eaglets, she throws them wings up and looks at her babies that she has been sitting on uh, for 70 to 90 days and, and not eating anything and, and putting everything she's got uh, to those eagles there, little eaglets there. And uh, watch this here now. I think about, I think about how that she then, she'll begin to walk around inside that nest and she'll begin to, she'll begin to take those eggshells and throw them on the outside. Cleaning up house, if you will. Take all the eggshells and get them out of the nest where those little eaglets can have a nice and comfort place that they can lay in. You see, they, and we'll get into this a little bit later on, that, uh, that eagle, uh, they'll go out there and kill them a rabbit or anything with fur on it, and, uh, and they'll take that fur and they'll put it in that nest there. That, most of the nest on the bottom is made up of sticks and stuff like that. They'll take those rabbits and, and, and fur animals and they'll put that fur down in there and then she'll take those, those eggshells and get them out and throw them out the side of it there uh, where them little eaglets can have, uh, can have a good place to, uh, to lay. Now, it sort of brings my attention to this thought here that God, whenever he saved us, as the eagle cast those eggshells out, God takes our sins and casts them into the sea of forgetfulness. Sometimes I, when I first got saved, of course I didn't know a whole lot about the church, the Bible, or anything like that, and, and, uh, and, uh, and I'd say to myself, you know, sort of speaking, you know, to myself with the Lord, say, Lord, uh, how in the world can you save a fellow like me? And then I would think of some of the things that I had done and if I could read the Lord's mind, the Lord would say back to me, I don't remember that. <laughs> but Lord, whenever I'd done that over there, remember over there, Lord, when I'd done that over there, I mean, man, I tell you what, that was almost unpardonable sin. You know what the Lord's going to say? I don't even remember that. I don't know that. You know why? Because he took all those sins and he cast them into the sea of forgetfulness. The only things that he'll know now is from that point of salvation on that we will have to stand accountable for. We will have to pay in one way or the other, whether it be good or whether it be bad. But all those things, when God saved us, I'm talking about you're, you're as near perfect as you'll ever be when the moment that you got saved because he took all those sins. That's why Jesus died on Calvary there. When he died on Calvary, all those sins that God took from us when he saved us put them on the back of the Lord. That's why the Lord, I told you last week, had to turn his face uh, from, uh, from the Lord Jesus. God had to turn his face from him because he can't look upon sin. And he had all the sins of mankind on his back then. And I'm glad that as the mother eagle cleans house and throws those eggshells out, I'm glad God cleans house with us and, 
cast all those sins that we mean things or whatever that we used to do and cast them into the sea of forgetfulness. And then, and this is what really tickles me. Ah, boy, it gets my motor cranking. After the cleaning, after she gets everything took up and after she's throwed her wings up and, 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 and takes all the glory for what's been done, we find that after all that, she turns the babies over to the Father. I'm glad that we're not eagles. Ain't you? Man, I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that uh, my wife, when my, my youngins was born, she didn't just say, all right, I've done my part, this is yours. Them youngins would have been in some deep trouble, amen? But uh, that's what the eagle does. When that eagle, now understand, she's been in that nest. Listen, for all those days, she's not eat a bite. But listen, whenever, whenever she gets everything done, everything cleaned up, and the little eaglets are comfortable in the nest, she gets up on the side, and the father eagle comes on the other side, and she soars off for the first time in 70 to 90 days, whatever it is there. Listen, she soars off with her wings spread. Listen, what a blessing. What a blessing. When you see that eagle, all that it's done, all that it's went through, listen, now she's up into the heavens soaring at all the beauties of God and turns everything over to the Father. The Father will go out and get those little worms or little crickets or whatever that they get there and begins feeding them there. And, uh, and next week, the Lord's willing, uh, we're going to get into the moving. Now, this is, this is when it really starts getting good. This is just an open door uh, to some of the birds and things, but next week it's really going to get interesting uh, with these eagles, and we're going to talk about the moving uh, of that mother bird with these uh, little eaglets. Uh, everybody say amen right there. Heavenly Father, I love you. I thank you.